0: Today is Wednesday, November 13, 2019, and it is a historic day in Washington, D.C. The public hearings of the impeachment of Donald John Trump, the 45th president of the United States of America, kicked off this morning. And I wanted to stop by the pluribus cast and give you a primer, if you will, on impeachment, what to expect over the next weeks of public testimony, where we are in the process what Congress has already voted on, and what it all means for we the people. The Constitution, as you know, in Article 2, Section 4, spells out how a president can be impeached. But in reality, it's up to the Congress. The House, the lower body, if you will, has the duty of indicting, of conducting, if you will, the grand jury testimony, and then sending it over to the Senate, which is the upper chamber, for them to decide what will happen from there. Will the president be removed from office, which only the Senate has the power to do, or will he or she remain? That is the question as we head into the 2019 holidays and into the 2020 Democrat presidential primaries and the 2020 election campaign. So for history's sake, let's recap a little bit. For only the fourth time, In our nation's history, the Congress has convened to inquire, discuss, hold hearings on whether or not a president should be impeached. Congress has impeached two presidents, more than a dozen judges, and a few others in our nation's history. Fewer than half, however, were removed from office. Just think on that for a moment. How's that possible? And what exactly is impeachment and the process looming for President Trump? Impeachment is the equivalent of being indicted, as I mentioned. It's part of the Constitution and conducted by the U.S. House of Representatives. The House, in essence, decides whether there is enough evidence for an official to be tried by the Senate. A Trump impeachment process, however, promises to be different than what, if you were alive in the 70s, happened with Richard Nixon, who ultimately resigned, or what happened way back in the 1870s with Andrew Johnson. The reality is, is that only two presidents have been, as I mentioned earlier, uh, impeached, but not removed from office. And so it is important that as we approach this first impeachment proceeding of the 21st century, that we understand that we have some different conditions. What do I mean by that? Well, if you go back to C-SPAN and just go and look in the archives, go and I encourage you as a citizen of this republic to watch and go back and look at the tapes of the hearings that were held back in the 70s when Richard Nixon was president. It started out pretty partisan a little bit, but by the time the testimony and the evidence had been collected, a number of Republicans realized that the president had in fact committed high crimes and misdemeanors and that they were convinced they needed to to vote for his removal from office by sending it over to the Senate after indicting him. And what President Nixon did then was a first and has never happened since. After getting a visit from prominent Republican senators, including Barry Goldwater, an arch conservative and others howard baker and others george herbert walker bush who was then i believe rnc chairman bob dole these men went to him and said we cannot protect you you will not only be impeached you will be removed you should resign sir and that's what he did that will not happen here is my guess if you've tuned in to the hearing so far this morning you saw riveting testimony from ambassador Taylor and Mr. Kent, both honorable public servants. If you combine their public service, it's more than a 100 years. Decorated veterans, attendees and students at the military academy at West Point. Honorable men whose character is above reproach. And now what you'll see is what happens on the other side, whether or not uh, these men's testimony will be taken seriously, or whether or not they will be attacked and smeared, which is what I fear is going to happen. Back to the process. Whatever the outcome, President Trump will be joined in a small group. In the past 222 years, 19 U.S. officials have faced impeachment. Eight were found guilty and removed from office. Seven were acquitted and three resigned. Charges were dismissed in one case. And so the reality is the house has wide leeway on how to conduct an impeachment which as you know has been part of the argument from the republicans that this hasn't been a fair and transparent process i'll leave it to you to decide what you think i would also encourage you as a citizen to go back and look at the c-span tapes again of the bill clinton impeachment proceedings in the house and then the trial in the senate i had the honor and the privilege of working on capitol hill at that time as a committee counsel on government reform and oversight. And I can tell you, it was an amazing time. It was a somber time. It was a sobering time. It was a difficult time. And it's funny because at that time, the Democrats uh, did not want to see Bill Clinton impeached in the same way that the Republicans do not want to see Donald Trump impeached. But let me add this, and then I'm going to leave this to you and encourage you again as a citizen of this great Republic to study, to listen, to learn, to ask questions, to do your own investigation. Don't just tune into Fox or CNN or MSNBC or ABC, CBS, read the New York Times or the Washington Post. You are a member of the greatest republic on earth, a citizen, in fact, which gives you a duty. They have duties to the Constitution, but so do you and I. And you and I have a duty to make sure that we are constantly learning and reading and studying and understanding what's going on in our great government and understanding what we need to do as citizens to protect and defend this republic, to protect and defend the constitution. And that's where this should end. At the end of the day, whatever you see over the next couple of weeks, I encourage you to write to your senators, write to your member of Congress, call, let them know if you are for impeachment or against impeachment, whatever it is, let them hear your voice, because they can't vote in a way that matters if they do not hear from their constituents. I'm going to end with just a couple thoughts on impeachment. One, I want to say impeachment is a very, very serious process. The founders were intentional about making it difficult to remove a president. They didn't want rogue political factions overturning an election. That's important. But the founders were equally, equally dedicated to and clear that no man or woman was above the law in the executive. No president has the right to do his or her own bidding. No president has the right to encourage high crimes and misdemeanors or commit them himself. And if he or she is found guilty of such or there's credible evidence or a belief that they have defiled their office or committed such crimes, they should be removed because that's how much they valued this republic. That's how much they wanted this republic to stand. Benjamin Franklin famously quoted when asked as he came out of Constitution Hall in Philadelphia, Mr. Franklin, what do we have? A republic, if you can keep it. What Ben Franklin meant was republics have a short shelf life, Rome being the last great one, lasted 200 and some years, but over a period of wars and and, and hedonistic behavior and moral decline and uh, the persecution of Christians and all kind of things that occurred with Rome, Rome ultimately failed and fell. We are now at 240 plus years as a constitutional republic, and... This is a test of where we're going to end up. This is a test of who we are. This is a test of who we're going to be. And it is a test indeed that we must pass. Because if a president can dangle foreign aid and use it as leverage to attack a political opponent at home, if the Congress doesn't understand when they must stop being partisan and start being patriots, we're in trouble and this republic will not stand. However this shakes out, let your voice be heard. Learn about impeachment. Read Article 2, Section 4 of the Constitution. Read about Andrew Johnson's impeachment. There were 11 articles brought against him. He survived in the Senate by one vote. Read about Richard Nixon's impeachment and his ultimate resignation. Read about Bill Clinton's impeachment and his acquittal in the Senate. And now there's this. As we end the teens of the 21st century and go into the 2020s starting January. This is a new era. We have social media. We didn't have that back in the 90s. We have 24-7 cable. We have so many news outlets and bloggers and journalists and podcasts that you can't count them all. There's a lot of information and that means there will be a lot of misinformation. So you Have a responsibility as a citizen. If you've read pluribus one, what did I open with is the first and most important code. Be engaged, informed citizens. Engaged and informed. That means you have to do something. It's not passive. You got to want America and democracy bad. You got to work at it. You have to be engaged in it. You have to care about it and nurture it for it to survive. As much as you do a loved one, a beloved pet, even a plant that you water. If you don't water it, it will die. Jefferson said it best. We must refresh the tree of liberty from time to time. This is one of those moments. We're going to see where we shake out, but I wanted you to know that this is indeed a solemn and sober day. It doesn't happen often. It shouldn't happen often. But a lot of this depends on you and me. We the people. ...of the United States in order to form a more perfect union. That is our charge, to form a more perfect union. To be united, a pluribus unum out of many one. We don't have to agree. It's good when we disagree, but we must respect the dissent of the other side as well. I want to just say thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. We are growing in leaps and bounds. We are now being listened to in over 16 countries around the globe... We have thousands upon thousands of subscribers, thousands upon thousands of downloads, and I'm humbled and honored, and I thank you for being a part of uh, my podcast row. I thank you for the guests that have come on and the amazing guests we'll have coming up for the rest of this month and into next month as we end out this year, and I just wanted to say, God bless you, and God bless these amazing United States of America. God bless us as the citizens of what I still believe is the greatest light in the world, the greatest hope of the world, America. God bless you now. Until we meet again.